It's time now for this week's episode of Tech It Out, the program poised on the cutting edge of technology. Outlook Enrichment is pleased to sponsor this edition of Tech It Out here on Radio Talking Book. For more information about Outlook Enrichment, please call 531-365-5051 or visit www.outlooken.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Tech It Out. I'm Dennis Nelson, Adaptive Tech Trainer with Outlook Enrichment. And whether you see him at a convention, in person, in any way, or talk to him on the telephone, you very quickly realize that our special guest on Tech It Out, Mike Tyndall, is extremely knowledgeable when it comes to accessible hardware for the blind and visually impaired. Mike Tyndall is our guest today on this edition of Tech It Out. Thank you, Dennis. It's great to be with you. So why don't you start by giving our listeners a little background on who you are and why I would have gotten in touch with you to talk about our subject today, which is going to be hardware, where it's been, where it's going, and what's available, those kinds of things. Why don't you give us a little background on you? Well, sure. I'll be... I'll be more than happy to do that. You know, when I think about my life as a blind guy, born in Florida in a very small town, adopted and raised by grandparents who were very poor, and I think about where my life has gone over the past 40 years of it, 45 years of it, actually, it's really quite amazing for me when I when I stop and think about it. I, When I was in the 10th grade in high school, I was in a very poor school district that did not have a lot of money back in those days. And the Rotary Club bought me a Braille and Speak. And before that, I basically was doing all my work by typing it on a Perkins Brailler and a vision teacher would transcribe it and give it to my classroom teachers. I was mainstreamed all the way through school, I should say that. And uh, when I was in 10th grade, I got a Braille and Speak And that device really changed my life because for the first time I could braille on the device and print out all my assignments for my classroom teachers to simply grade them with everybody else. And that really gave me a perspective of of computers and kind of where they were going. And I remember that I used that device through the rest of school and then I, between high school and when I started a college prep program, my grandmother charged on a charge card a gateway computer laptop and bought me JAWS. And that was my first introduction, if you will, to really um, computers. I remember that, you know, in, in, in one of my classrooms at one point, we had an Apple computer with like an Echo speech synthesizer and i remember playing typing games on that computer but um as far as far as you know getting into computers that was my real introduction and i remember listening to those cassette tapes learning as much as i could about jaws and a computer in general because i just basically taught myself what i knew and um started college And in 2001, I had the opportunity to go to work for Freedom Scientific. It had been Hinter Joyce, Blazy Engineering, and Arkenstone. And those three companies 
I believe in 2000, merged to create Freedom Scientific. And in 2001, I went over to Stewart, Florida and joined Freedom Scientific and tech support for all their hardware devices. So at that point, that was all the Blazy stuff. So we had Braille embossers, the Braille Blazer, a very short-lived device called the Inferno. And then we also, uh, from enabling, we did the the VersaPoint Duo. Uh, that basically was an enabling product that was um, branded for us to sell, and we called it the VersaPoint Duo. It basically was a Juliet with speech, if you will, with a little bit of change in the software. And so we had Braille and Speaks. We had Braille Light. We had Millennium. We had a device called the Type Light. That was my first interaction with full-time employment doing technology. And I worked in that capacity for about three months when I got a phone call from my boss to come into his office. And they made me escalation tech support specialist as well as team lead for the company. And for me, you know, they said, you know, you have the patience to do this. We want you to do it. So it was a real honor for me to have that role at the company. I saw the Packmate, a couple different iterations of it evolve and release. It was my job to train all the tech support staff and get everybody up and going to start supporting the Packmate when it rolled out. Did lots of stuff with betas for hardware, software, all those things for all those years. While I was in that role, we actually closed down the office in Stewart. I moved over to St. Pete, Florida. Um, a lot of you may know the name Jeff Bazer, who is working for Freedom now. Jeff Bazer and I were neighbors in St. Pete. That was kind of fun. And then, of course, I met all the folks on the software side of doing tech support. They were in St. Petersburg, Clearwater, already at that point doing software. The software side was in St. Pete, Clearwater. The hardware side was in Stewart. So we just kind of combined everyone together, moved over to St. Pete. So I kept my escalation role doing hardware. And then I also expanded with the help of Mr. Nelson there and a lot of other folks. I learned more and more and more about software. And so in the evenings from five to eight, I would take any calls that came into Texas support. And then during the day from like 11 to five, I was doing my escalations role. I did that up until 2005 when I went to work for the National Federation of the Blind for a couple of years. And that was a lot of fun. I got to dabble in all technology for the blind, anything out there made for the blind. I talked to a lot of folks about what they wanted to invent, kind of guide them on the roadmap to what we thought would be things, functionality of devices that could be used for the blind. And then in 2007, I joined Human, where I kind of wanted to get back into one company doing one thing. And it was kind of my dream to travel the country and do workshops and teach technology on products. And so I joined Humanware in 2007, worked with them until 2018 when I left and joined Humanware. I mean, I'm sorry, joined Hims Incorporated, worked for them for a year and a half and then did some contract work with them for about another year. And then my uh, my friend uh, Damian Pickering 
Jim Gibble and I have a company now called Dream Vision Group. That's where we are the master distributors of the handy tech line of products. And we can talk more about that in a bit. But that's kind of my my roadmap, Dennis, of my life and kind of where it's gone in hardware. So if you think about it, I've really kind of worked for every company dealing with blindness hardware. I kind of have used everything out there. And that's an important point to make that when we talk hardware, we're not talking necessarily about monitors or your newest modem or things of that sort. We're talking about hardware for the blind and visually impaired in our case. Yeah. So when we think about hardware for the visually impaired, we're really talking about what we call note takers. And a note taker basically would be like a PDA or a iPad, if you will, for the blind, kind of. Um, and that's just very loose terms. But a note taker is a device that can allow you to browse the web. You can use word processing, take notes. And, uh, you know, back in the day, we had text files so and Braille files. Him and the PacMate. The PacMate kind of got us into accessing PDFs and Word documents and doing those things on a platform that was the 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 pocket pc if you will back in the day the the the, the pocket pc platform mm-hmm. uh that's what the packmate was designed on and then as we move forward uh you know we have braille displays that basically most of them today will allow you to create txt files some of the major note takers that are on the market today. We have the Braille Note Touch Plus from Humanware, and we have the BS6, the Braille Sense 6 from Hims. And those devices, as a standalone device, will allow you to do things like email, browse the web, create Word documents, create text documents, view PDF files, do all those things, as well as all of those devices can also be linked to a PC to be used as a Braille display and to control the PC as well as iPhone and Android devices. And then when we think about um, the Braille displays themselves, most of them, as I mentioned, can still create text files. Some of them in the case, they can create Braille files. Most of them cannot browse the web or get email or do any of those things but they will allow you to open and view pdf files in some cases depending on what braille display you're looking at so it's kind of important when we think about hardware technology and kind of you know what a person needs i like to think about you know you've got different sizes of braille displays You've got everything from a Focus 14 all the way up to an 80-cell Braille display, such as a Focus 80 or a Modular Evolution with 64 or 88 cells. So it really depends on, you know, in the case of what do you need to accomplish the tasks that you're doing. And so I like to have a conversation with somebody about exactly, you know, what 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 do you need to Give yourself the tools. What tools do you need in your toolbox? And, you know, that's a good good question. What about the person who not only has vision loss of one sort or another, but may have 
uh, other other impairments, such as maybe they can only use one hand or they need assistance in other ways. Does do, do any of the hardware devices allow for for such uh, types of adaptations? Some of them do, some of them don't. So um, a lot of them do. There are a few that do not. There again, it's kind of like, what do we need to talk about to specifically give you the tools and the hardware that you need in your life? And so for someone who might be needing to use one-handed mode, uh-huh. um, as I said, most devices today does support one-handed mode. And, um, you know, for me, it's 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 good to be able to um, I pretty much have all the hardware kind of this out there. Um, a lot of it I've collected. A lot of it I've been able just to purchase on my own. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's good to keep in the loop. And because I train on all these devices, I also need to know, you know, from all the company perspectives, uh, you know, what's going on and, and, and what's what's upcoming and what's, you know, so that I can train folks and I know, where the companies are going with the devices. Where does someone who is just getting into this start finding out about these devices? There's so many. You've mentioned a, a number of them just in our conversation. Where do you start sure. finding out about these devices and where to get them? I think that, you know, one thing I would recommend is is, is locally certainly reach out to your rehab or your 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 division of blind services, commission for the blind, wherever you live, right? Start, commission for the blind start, here in Nebraska. Yes, there's 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 certainly commissions for the blind. There's voc rehab. Um, I would I would reach out there. I'm going to give a plug here. You could also reach out to our office and certainly talk to me or some of my colleagues at dream vision you could reach out to us and i will give you the contact info our website is d is in delta v is in victor g is in golf so that's dream vision group dvg dash llc.com so it's d v g dash llc.com you can send us an info at you can send us an email at info at dvg-llc.com. You could also call our office at 512-662-1629. Again, that number, 512-662-1629. You could reach out there. We can certainly talk to you about all technology that's out there. And if you speak to us, I can tell you that I'm not we are not going to steer you in a direction to buy something that we sell if it is not in your best interest. My job is to make sure that you are satisfied. If you buy equipment from us, that's great. If you don't buy equipment from us because it's not the right fit for you, that's also great. At the end of the day, I want you to have the tools that you need. So don't call my office and feel that we're going to like, I pressure you to buy something that we sell because if it's not the right fit for you, I'm not going to recommend it to you. And that's just, you know, hands up my, the first thing I want to say. 
Um, I do want to very quickly, though, Dennis, if it's okay, talk about the hand detect line of Braille displays, which is a little bit of a unique device. Um, I, was, I was going to ask you about the different Braille displays because you're 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 rattling off a long list, and Handy Tech is a good place to start. And just before we'll you start do- there, and then I'll and then I'll talk about some others. So with Handy Tech, it's it's really nice because these devices, a lot of them, not all, but some of them, have a little bit of a curved cell. And so rather than having your finger flat when you're reading Braille, your finger is in a relaxed spot. And um, it's kind of curled a bit. And research has been done that as you read Braille, you're going to be able to read for longer periods of time because your fingers are not going to uh, they're not going to have as much finger fatigue as you read the Braille. And also we have access technology in these devices called ATC. And ATC stands for auto tactile control, active tactile control. What active tactile control does is it allows you when you get to the end of braille on a line, not necessarily the end of the line, but the end of braille on that line, the device will scroll automatically if you want it to to the next line. And that is a feature that you can turn on and off. But the nice thing about it is, is you're not having to press buttons to make it scroll down to the next line for you. It literally does it automatically when you reach the end of braille on a line. And one way that we do that is if you're on an empty line of braille where there's a blank line, Mm -hmm. we provide three cells so that when your fingers go across those three cells, the device will scroll down to the next line of, of braille. So that's why I'm saying it's not the end of the line, but it's the end of braille on a line that's raised. And that's, that's part of what, what that device can do, those devices. They do have built-in technology for creating files. Um, and we have a brand new device that we're just releasing now uh, called the Activator. And the nice thing about the Activator is is that it is a Braille keyboard, uh, a Perkins Braille keyboard with a 40-cell Braille display with the curved cells, all the things I mentioned. And you can lift that Braille display up, flip it back, and it then becomes a, fur- a, a full qwerty keyboard so at that point you're able to physically utilize control a pc just by using that qwerty keyboard or using the braille keyboard as well if you wish and you can also either choose to to do braille input or type directly into the device without having to plug a qwerty keyboard into the device because everything is right there for you another nice thing that we have done on the activator which is the first device that HandyTech has implemented, is we now have onboard Braille translation built into the activator. And that's really big news for HandyTech devices. So if you have a TXT file Uh and you do a space with G, there will be a Braille file created using UEB Braille. If you have a BRL file, on the device, 
you can do a G chord and a text file will be created for you to have uh, computer braille on the device. And that is a big deal because it's the first time that HandyTech has ever included onboard braille translation. And we've been pushing for that for a long time. One other thing that this device can do that's that's kind of big news, um, especially for the deafblind community, we have a dock that magnetizes to the right-hand side of the device where an iPhone and a thumb drive can be plugged into this dock so that you can access files from your iPhone directly on the device with a very stable connection, not using Bluetooth. Now, you still can use Bluetooth to connect to the device and use it just as you would use any other Braille display with Bluetooth with an iPhone. But we have the added connectivity of this magnetic dock, which is very stable, again, for someone who is deafblind, transferring files back and forth. And then also, we have a app called the Help Touch Plus app. And what that app does is it allows you to have speech as you're reading and writing on this device through your iPhone. It also, for the deafblind community, has a feature where someone hearing and with, with, with speaking can record and the device will do onboard translation and will send that recording as a text using, uh, using Braille, using a text file. It will send that information back to the activator in Braille so that someone can read literally what someone just said. And then they can type back in Braille and the hearing sighted person can see on the iPhone their response. So that is a very powerful way for someone deafblind to communicate. That is fantastic is what that is. If we move to other Braille displays that are out there, a lot of states today, and I'm really glad to see it, has the NLS e-reader project. Uh, so they're having devices sent out from local libraries uh, free of charge for devices to connect to BARD. A lot of them are also doing Bookshare and NFB Newsline. And just, so you, device- just for your information, just for your information, Mike, they are doing that very big here in Nebraska. We uh, partner with the Utah Library to handle it in our area. I live in Minnesota, and we actually partner with the same library in Utah. Yes, having those devices, uh, you can certainly read books from Bard, Braille books from Bard, read NFB Newsline and Bookshare books, and then the, the, the drawback to using these devices compared to all other Braille displays is there is not an editor on this Braille display. So in other words, you cannot create your own documents on this device itself. Now, one workaround for that would be hook it up to your computer, maybe use notes on your iPhone or text, or, you know, uh, you might use Microsoft Word on the computer or Notepad on the computer if you don't have Office. That would give you a way to 
um, you know, create documents using this Braille display. And I'm just speaking for someone maybe who cannot afford a standalone Braille display. And then we have, you know, uh, Humanware has the Brilliant 20BI and the Brilliant 40BI. Um, APH is now selling uh, both of those devices. I think they have a different name called the Chameleon as well as a Mantis device. And the Mantis is a 40-cell Braille display with a QWERTY keyboard built into it. The Focus Braille display from Freedom Scientific is still around. Um, they're now on the fifth generation of the Focus 40, Focus 80 Braille display. As I mentioned, for HandyTech, we've got Braille displays with flat cells, Braille displays with the curved cells, so to give you an idea, we have the basic Braille Plus. Uh, we have an Actolino, which is a 16-cell, very small, portable Braille display. We have the Active Braille. And then we have um, the Activator. And then if we move into bigger Braille displays, we have the Modular Evolution 64 and the Modular Evolution 88. Those are designed for basically computer programmers and people in call centers uh, having big braille displays on their desk. Dennis, you may remember when I worked at Freedom, I had a great big 80-cell focus sitting on my desk. Yes, because I, I was always you know, making return phone calls and having to look up things. And it was very important for me to be able to do it in braille. And I'll tell you a funny story. When I first started using that braille display at Freedom Scientific, it was the first time that I was able to actually have Braille at my fingertips using a computer. And I actually wound up taking one home from Freedom because I also, as I said, I did escalations. And so I did a lot of stuff behind the scenes at home. And so it made sense that I have a Braille display on my desk yes. at home and at work. And I do remember sitting home one night before I got that Braille display and I was typing away on my computer, and I said, let me see what this says. And I remember looking down, and on my fingers, there all of a sudden on my fingertips was a flat desk, wood. There was no Braille. <laughs> and uh, I'll, 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 I'll never forget that day because that's when it really told me how much I depended on Braille when I looked at it, and it wasn't even there. And it was just a, a habit, you know, for me to – um, you know, go back and, and, and try to read some Braille that wasn't there. <laughs> but but, but for, for, for my life, um, you know, I, I'm certainly all about using speech. There are times when I, you know, want to read something and just fly through it. And so I have JAWS or, you know, voiceover or whatever I'm using going 90 miles an hour. But there are also times that, you know, there is nothing like being able to read Braille, having Braille, using Braille. I literally use it every day of my life. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of a look down memory lane about hardware. Um, I will say that for those of you quickly who are coming to NFB and ACB convention, um, our company, Dream Vision, will be there as well as all the other vendors. HIMS will be there. Humanware will be there. Freedom Scientific will be there. You know, those are the main big vendors that, that, that I can quickly think of in the 
hardware industry of our market. Um, those are the big ones. The ones you want to go see are all the ones I just mentioned. Humanware, Freedom Scientific, Hims, Dream Vision. You know, we're all there. So Handy come and check, check Handy out. Tech. Well, Handy Tech is Dream Vision. So oh, okay. That's, that's, okay. Yeah, so that's, that's why I'm putting all those four out there. Um, come by, see what everybody has. Uh, I will be at the ACB convention at booth 22. Certainly come by and see me. Check out the new activator. Uh, I'll be there in person. If you listen to this podcast by then, tell me that you heard it. Um, that'd be good to know. My partners, Damian Pickering and Jen Gibble, as well as the inventor of all this hardware handy tech devices, Siggy Kipka will be coming in from Germany and they will all be in the exhibit hall at the National Federation of the Blind Convention in Dallas in July. So certainly feel free to come by and see us. Um, any other questions there, Dennis? Well, gosh, the only one other one that I was going to ask you, but I was actually going to ask you sometime back, but we might as well cover it now for people who sure. say... For people who say, why do you want to have your iPhone, for example, come up in Braille? You kind of answered this, but if you wouldn't mind doing it again, why would somebody right. want their iPhone to show up in Braille? What would be the reasons for that? Sure. So, and I don't know any other real way to say it. So I'm going to say it like this, and I hope that no one gets offended because I will, I'm going to clarify before I say what I'm going to say. There are times that listening to speech is totally fine. There are other times when you need to see something with your eyes or with your fingers depending whether you're blind or legally blind or sighted. Mm -hmm. If you are reading text, you are not listening to it, you're reading it. The only way you're going to read it is with your fingers or with your eyes. If you're reading it with your fingers or your eyes, you're reading it. If you use your ears, you are listening to it. And if you are listening to it, you are not reading it. You are listening to it. And I always say, listening is not literacy. You are listening, but you're not reading. So an example would be the number two, T-W-O, or the word two, T-O, or T-O-O, or there, T-H-E-I-R versus T-H-E-R-E. And when we and, and punctuations and commas and all those things that you're not necessarily going to know Unless you put your cursor on a word and you have JAWS or VoiceOver or NVDA, whatever screen reader, spell it. Mm -hmm. You're not getting to that information as quickly as you can if you're reading it in Braille. And chances are that most people that are using speech are not... They're not going to bother doing 
uh, all that kind of thing, you know, rooting whatever to whatever and actually reading through that text or listening through that text, as you pointed out, listening to the text, they're going to want to get the sentences because that in itself takes time, whereas reading the Braille word you are getting a concept of how those words and, and phrases and everything else that you mentioned are actually written, how the sighted person actually writes them. Yes. So, yes, that's true. So when you think about, you know, pairing the device with an iPhone, um, it's quite simple to do. And, and once you do that, it fully gives you the capability of reading the text. And I think as a blind person, I know for myself, listening as opposed to reading if i'm reading something i'm going to be a much better speller because i'm able to physically see those words mm -hmm. and i'm seeing those words with my fingers um you know that's for me and i think that i think that it 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 makes a person a better speller um if they're literally reading um i do like the the capabilities of being able to type in contracted braille because you know, for those of us who read contracted Braille, four, five, six T H E is there, right? Is that's, it T H E I R T H E R E? We know it's T H E I R, but when we think about that, it's those kind of things that we have to remember in our head. Uh -huh. um, you know how to spell those words if we're spelling them out for someone uh, using all the alphabet to spell those letters or those words. And for me, I remember in, in elementary school, my vision teacher used to make me write the word in contracted Braille and write the word in uncontracted Braille so that I would know how to spell all those words that were on my spelling list every week. Yeah, I uh, went through the same thing. <laughs> and that was, you know, that was that was very important, I think, back in the day. But, yeah, I mean, when you think about an iPhone or a computer, anything, anytime that you can have Braille and you can and you can read that text um, in many instances, I would recommend it over listening to it. Again, there are times where I crank up Jaws 90 miles an hour and just <laughs> listen to something in gangbusters. So, you know, whatever tools work for you in your toolbox is what you want to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more, Mike. And I could talk to you for hours and hours, but unfortunately, the old clock on the wall is telling me that I'm going to have to run along. But before we do that, first of all, I want to thank you very much for taking time out of your very busy day to share your wealth of information. You are a wealth of information when it comes to these Braille displays and hardware of all types and and now computers in general jaws and everything else and of course we're going to look forward to seeing you at the acb convention and i'm going to take note of all the information all the contact information that mike passed along earlier so that you can possibly contact his company and uh talk to him because as you can tell he is a wealth of knowledge on this kind of thing but we are just plumb out of time, Mike. So again, thank you so much for being on Tech It Out. It was a real pleasure having you here today. Thank you, Dennis. And we really are out of time, so we'll look forward to seeing you next time for another edition of Tech It Out. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Tech It Out, the program that dances on the cutting edge of technology. Brought to you by Outlook Enrichment. 
More information is available at www.outlooken.org or by calling 531-365-5051. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 47 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.